Group A is the group of Rangers. I'm Rangers return to the big stage. Destiny has called on Rangers tonight. Rangers at Ajax. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard for a second consecutive night of Champions League action for our Scottish teams. Rangers are underway and they trail in Amsterdam looking to bounce back from Derby disappointment by seeing off Ajax. An encouraging Celtic performance but the might of Real Madrid was too much as they leave Glasgow with a 3-0 win. And tomorrow is Hart's turn in the Europa Conference League. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley. Marvin, it's great to have Champions League football back for Scottish teams most definitely um, you know I sat down and watched the game yesterday uh, thoroughly enjoyable game obviously you know the wrong result for a Celtic fan but I think performance everyone associated with the club can be proud of it and like you said watching Rangers tonight unfortunately they've gone 1-0 behind but hopefully they come back into it yeah Simon it's going to be a strange night a good strange but we're going to be keeping across the Rangers game at the same time as trying to reflect on the Celtic game last night as well so spinning a number of plates Ah, but this is what we want, isn't it? This is what it's all about, Gordon. You know, the, the two teams playing against the best in Europe at the, the top tournament. I was at Celtic Park last night. Atmosphere was electric and Celtic really gave a, a good account of themselves for the first half anyway, uh, before Real Madrid showed their real class. But I'm just watching this game tonight and Rangers will be kicking themselves to get through the first 15 minutes without any real problems. A couple of corners and then they've gave away a, it was a free header from, a, from an Ajax corner. Yes, Ajax won Rangers nil. Alvarez header on 17 minutes. So Rangers fans, you are more than welcome. See if you find yourself shouting at the TV. Just shout at Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley instead. It's much better. They're here as a human punch bags, if you will. <laughs> so uh, pick up the phone and let us know what you're thinking as this game goes on. Obviously, most of the calls maybe be with an air of reflection from Celtic fans last night. We were on until 11 o'clock, so we got a bit of a flavour of it. Clearly, a bit of pride. Uh, in the performance but ultimately a 3-0 win and that's what happens when you play the champions of the Champions League so pick up that phone please and let us know what is on your mind 0141 951 1025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, let's start just with what we're seeing at the moment and then we will reflect on the Celtic game we're now up to 20 minutes on the clock Ajax 1 Rangers 0 um, let's start with the big talking point which is the goal Rangers have just conceded Marvin Another set piece? Yeah, it seems to be a massive problem for Rangers at this moment in time. You know, we've seen them this season go to zonal marking um, from man marking last season. And, you know, players seem to be getting first contacts, second contacts in their box. And at times, like we've seen today, resulting in goals. When you're playing at the top level, you know, the Champions League, you really can't afford to allow players to have three headers in your box and leaves a goalkeeper with no chance. That's something they definitely need to iron out because, you know, as I said, you can't afford to go into these games and be giving goals away. Simon... It was a very good header Well done to Alvarez From yeah. a Rangers perspective He is six yards out He is between the posts yeah. And he has very little Pressure on him And I'd need to see it again But I think If he doesn't header it in I think Calvin Bassey Of all people Is right behind him Waiting to do the same thing Yeah I would like to see it again myself But initially It looks like a free header As you say Quite close in So Rangers will be disappointed You go to these places In Europe And you, you try to Get through the first 15-20 minutes And it looked that way But Ajax, the, the traffic is going all towards Rangers' goal, but they haven't really cut them open as we speak here. Mm, save John McLaughlin at the near post. Makes a good save, but yeah, just disappointing to lose a goal from from a free header. 
Uh, Rangers fans, like I say, if you want to talk to us as the game goes on, please do. Look, I'll be honest, I tried. I phoned UEFA right to the headquarters and said, Marvin and Simon coming in, can you push the kickoff back to six o'clock? We don't want to be coming in 15 minutes through the game. They hung up on me, uh, swore at me in French, and, and then hung up. So, uh, it is where it is. We've got a bit of time to try and reflect quickly on you know, how Rangers have approached this from the start with the team, Marvin. It's an interesting situation because Rangers battered by their rivals at the weekend, so much negativity, and then make one solitary change. However, it's also similar to the team that got them there and, and progressed past PSV. Would you have expected more changes than that from the weekend? It's a difficult one, you know, because as a manager, you can never really be reactive. You know, he'd have been looking forward to the Ajax game and, and the way he wanted to play, and obviously these players best suit you know the style they want to go with. Um, so. As a fan of Rangers, somebody out there might be looking and thinking, why have you not made more changes? But, you know, my coach is kind of head on. I understand it. I understand that Gio thinks it's the best chance they've got or starting the game this way, mm-hmm. you know, for them to get a result. So, you know, I wasn't too surprised. McLaughlin was obviously a massive talking point, but it's clear to everyone to see now he's the number one at Rangers Football Club. Yeah, solid enough save there from John McLaughlin at the near post. Just from the outside, Simon, are you surprised he's kept his place? Uh, not really. Not really. I... Looked back at the goals from the weekend, the obvious mistake at the fourth, but the game's gone. The game's gone. It just doesn't look good on his uh, behalf. And and obviously another goal for Celtic doesn't look good on the scoreline, but the game was effectively gone. I don't think... I know he got his hand to the first one, but it's a snapshot through bodies. I don't really think he was at fault for any of the goals. He's Here we go again. Yeah, really good play from Ajax, but snuffed out by Rangers. as the number one... For Gio, I mean that's a, it's a big statement for him to keep his place tonight. In terms of only one change, obviously uh, Scott Wright's came in, adds a little bit of pace. Uh, I don't know the situation with Arfield. I think a, an experienced head in there would help as well. Uh, but yeah, there's not many changes, so he's obviously going with it. Tom Lawrence is still out injured. He would probably have played. But uh, I, I don't think they've got many choices at the moment. Yeah, you know? is that part of it? Marvin, we just saw Scott Wright get the ball there, and it's just a just a really heavy touch. Just no no excuse. It's just a really poor touch, and it, he loses the ball. I know he's played in big games for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst before, but there is a feeling amongst the Rangers fans that they would like. Hold on, there's a chance here for Rangers. It's just a slightly got away uh, from James Tavernier, and it's it's not going to come to anything. Um, I was looking at social media There seems to be a feeling from some Rangers fans, with no no offence to Scott Wright, they would just like. Something a bit more potent in that area in the Champions League group stages. Yeah, but I think Scott Wright, you can you know depend on him going both ways. And like I say, when you're playing against you know a team of Ajax's quality, you're going to need a winger that's going to you know be able to defend as well as attack. So it's very very important. And I think Tillman as well getting back in that number ten position was massive. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he looked like a kind of fish out of water playing wide against Celtic. Um, I think his best position is the number ten. So it's one of them for Gio. I think if he starts as a ten, he doesn't start at all. Mm. Just seen the goal back. Kelvin Bassey was in front. Uh, rather than coming into at the back, but nevertheless, Simon, it's, that doesn't look good from a Rangers perspective. It doesn't. It doesn't. It looks worse from the replay, you know, because the guy's Alvarez is free, uh, very close in towards the goal, and it's a simple header. Uh, all right, so one four one nine five one one zero two five. Rangers fans, feel free talk to us as the game goes on. And Celtic fans, how did you feel about last night? I mean, were you there? Real Madrid. You could not have handpicked a more iconic fixture. What was the occasion like? I know lots of you were encouraged by bits of the performance It was also a relatively heavy 3-0 defeat So uh, let's try and pick our way through it Martin's first up just along the road in Clyde Bank 
What did you take away from it, Martin, now that the, the dust is starting to settle a bit? So, I thought for arguably for 55 minutes, I actually thought we were edging the game. Obviously, when you press teams the way we did, teams like Real Madrid, they're going to be able to play through you. And I think it's great the way we play. However, it was a heavy 3-0 defeat. And I wonder, in Europe especially, where do we draw the line? Because I guarantee you, if that's against Shakhtar or Leipzig and we get beat 3-0 at home, I don't think the fans are going to be standing clapping at the end of that. I guess the assumption or the hope would be that Shakhtar and Leipzig aren't as good as, as Real Madrid, Simon. Yeah, listen, I think if Celtic perform like they did last night, take their chances, I, th- I think they can go into the games against Shakhtar and Leipzig expecting or at least hoping to win. Uh, I think they're more than capable of winning those games. I can see what Martin's saying there, but I think the, the, the Celtic fans endorsed everything that's about Gio uh, Ange last night and the way he's going about his business at Celtic. They like what they're watching on the pitch. For 45 minutes last night, Celtic were great against the best team in Europe with some world-class players. I know a game last 90 minutes and Real Madrid showed their class, you know, with the, the quick two goals round about the hour mark that effectively killed the game. But Celtic had chances in the game. They had chances mm-hmm. in the game and big games like that against teams like Real Madrid. I'm not saying if they take one, they go in and win the game. But, you know, you put yourself in a hell of a position. They were unfortunate with Callum McGregor's off the inside the post. A fantastic strike. Abada has two chances. Maeda has a well-worked chance at the start of the second half. I think Celtic can take a lot of encouragement from it. I, I listened to Callum McGregor after the after the game, and he quite rightly said, you know, exactly that. But we need results, so that's the next test for Celtic. They get into a game next week, very very difficult game away from home. Shakhtar get a really good result, but they need to get points on the board. Uh, Rangers, oh, I was about to say go two 0 down because I thought that was such a big chance. It was about to nestle, but it's been slipped past. It's actually a really poor finish in the end. After a tidy move uh, And Rangers are really on the ropes here It has to be said uh, Marvin What did you make of Celtic last night? I thought Celtic's performance was fantastic I really really do And, and I get what Martin's saying But I think Andrew said all along He's going to play his style The same way he plays domestically He's going to play the same way in Europe And I thought Celtic did that yesterday I thought the biggest difference is They didn't take their chances You know it's you're playing against Real Madrid, the best team in the world. You must take a chance at this level of football. And, and they didn't do that yesterday. So as a manager, he's probably looking back at that game saying, if we took one or two of those chances, yeah. it's a totally different yeah. game. So actually, it's that, you know, being clinical, the chance taking, that was Celtic's undoing rather than this unsuitable style for, for European football. 100%. In, in my eyes, 100% that was it. You know, I think their style, I think it worked. I think they shot Real Madrid. I think they got turnovers. I thought Celtic, as I said, created two or three big chances. Obviously, McGregor hit the post. They should have done better with a couple of other chances. So there's nothing to, you know, rip up and say, you know, we can't play this style in Europe. They definitely can. And the only way that Celtic can get better by doing it is doing it consistently. There's no point in them sitting off the ball. They're not a team that's built to do that. So I think if they take their chance in the next game, Champions League game, they could go on and get three points easily. I mean, Martin, we, we've had a lot of people on the phone last night and on Twitter, like very encouraged by Celtic's performance. It sounds like you're a bit more, a bit more um, measured about it. You're not getting carried away just because the performance was good. No, I mean, it, it's great to watch. And I mean, if you look for what we came for last season, I mean, we get embarrassed in the first game after Leverkusen. As I say, the performance was it was great. It was encouraging, but I just think. You can't. I don't think we can sustain that for 90 minutes The energy levels, especially with the amount of games you've got this season Prior to the World Cup So I think 
but maybe Celtic just being a wee bit naive thinking that we can do that to every other team because let's be honest there's a big difference in class between Leipzig, Shakhtar for example your Motherwell's no offence Marvin Livingston <laughs> just done us both in there <laughs> that's exactly. terrible <laughs> that's class. I go at both of you <laughs> but well, I mean that, that's like, that is obviously the case right yeah. and I think everybody would reluctantly acknowledge that um, but uh, Martin sort of lumping Leipzig, Shakhtar and Real all together are, are Real not a cut above that so you know the of course trying to keep that up for 90 minutes against them is tough but it doesn't mean you don't try it in the first place no of course that we are a cut above there's no doubt about it but I'm telling you something if one of those goals goes in or one of those chances goes in all of a sudden you get more energy that's just the way that football works yes you tire at 60-70 minutes because they work ever so hard but if they've got something to hang on to it's a totally different <clears> game and as a player who's been out there and you know, played in games when it's kind of backs against the wall you've worked really hard and you've not got your opportunity if you do get that one goal we see it all the time there's something to hang on to and all of a sudden the players manage to get through 90 minutes they just need to take the opportunities yeah. and even second half Simon although a lot of the focus goes on that <laughs> sort of first 40 odd minutes but Maeda's chance is arguably as good as any and that, that comes and he doesn't come on until half time I think that's the best chance and I think it's well worked again if you watch it coming round the, le- uh, the left hand side of Celtic O'Reilly picks Juranovic out at the back post and it's a fantastic chance and as Marv says there goals do change games listen we're not arguing that Madrid didn't have the quality at 1-0 down to come back and maybe get a couple of goals or three goals <clears throat> they can do that to any team I think Celtic have to take a lot of encouragement and confidence from the way they took the game to Madrid in the first half. And I think if you if you get into games like Leipzig and Shakhtar at home and start the way they did there, I'd expect them to go and win the game. Martin, who stood out for you in a positive sense for Celtic? Uh, I thought, first half especially, I thought Callum McGregor was excellent. I thought some uh, real Hattati's range of passing was magnificent. It's just, I think, unfortunate for Abada, he's young. It was, I think, it just kind of got to him. But definitely for me, the best was Callum McGregor and Rio Hattati. I thought the two of them were superb. How'd you rate them, Marvin? Yeah, McGregor for me was. Oh, Rangers are 2 0 down. It's a bit of misfortune about this one. It's deflected. It's totally wrong footed. John McLaughlin, who just falls over in the other direction. Not his fault at all. Uh, it's now Ajax 2, Rangers 0. And Marvin, this could get very ugly for Rangers because they've been bang up against it. That goal's been coming. Yeah, I, I think they need to regroup. I think, you know, I think there's 15 minutes left to go in this half. One thing they can't afford to do is concede another goal. Um, you know, I think Gio or, or Tav needs to get the, the players together and say, listen, no more goals conceded. Even if they don't attack for the next 15 minutes, get in at half time and try and reassess it there. But they really cannot afford to. You know, continue to let Ajax, you know, have attempts at their goals because it's going to result in goals going back of the net. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I think it comes off James Sands in yeah. the end. Yeah. In isolation, is there much you can do about that, Simon? Certainly not from the goalkeeper's point of view. But I think they, they had an easier one a couple of minutes ago. Ajax inside the, the six-yard box. He's just trying to fire that to the far post and Sands has got his toe on it. But yeah, half an hour gone, this could be a long night mm, for Rangers. Rangers fans, what's happening here? Pick up the phone, let us know. Uh, where did we get to with the Callum McGregor and Rio Hatati assessment? Yeah, uh, Callum McGregor for me was the, was the best Celtic player on the pitch. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. You know, the captain of the team, you know, he led by example. I think he showed that he can play at that level. You know, playing against Modric mm-hmm. is, listen, in that position, probably one of the best, if not the best in the world at the moment. I heard Tony uh, Cruz isn't bad either. Yeah, he, he's all right. He did a bit of running yesterday as well, yeah. didn't he? But no, listen, McGregor can definitely come off there. And listen, I know it's a team game, but he can be happy with his performance uh, because for me, he was fantastic yesterday. Well, 
Hopefully they rest yeah. them on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marvin's hoping they make 14 changes for Saturday. Rest them all. Um, how, how encouraging was that, Simon, that those midfielders played... Oh, it's 3-0 to Ajax. Oh my goodness. Rangers fans, what is happening? That is an absolute stunner. 33 minutes on the clock. It is Ajax 3... Rangers nil Rangers fans You're going to have to call us mid-game Calvin Bassey's even delighted He's, got um, he's been poked in the eye In the celebration You're going to have to call us As this game goes on Because this is getting out of hand Come on pick up the phone uh, And let us know How do you assess hell, that it's one It's a hell of a strike But it looks so easy for me Just It just kind of came in Off the left hand side They were unchallenged And he's fired it Into the far post How good's that? <sighs> it, it was a fantastic goal from, from their here. point of view But Again Oh, it's a bit oh, weak, isn't it? Yeah, so he, he, needs to, he needs to win the ball. Just holding oh. him off, holding him off. Oh my! Golson needs to also come across as well. Yeah. The player's got into the box. He's at the wrong side of Tavernier. Golson has to come across and cut off some sort of angle. The player's in the box and he's managed to shoot right across to the other side. The goalkeeper has absolutely no chance. <sighs> Golson can get in, in there. He can force him to go down the line with a shot, but I mean, McLaughlin's got no chance there. Right. Poor I, I, on one hand, I'm going to apologise. We're chopping and changing, but. That, there's not much we can do We've got a game on We're trying to talk about last night It's fun It's exciting It's fast It's all changing every couple of minutes Just quickly We'll knock this on the head And then uh, Take a breather And come back to action in Amsterdam Simon We were talking about McGregor Talking about Hatati. How encouraging was it To see Celtic's midfield Play the exact same way As it does domestically You've got the biggest stage The toughest opponents You've got Rio Hatati Letting throw-ins Come across his body And volleying them 50 yards out the other side And they looked really comfortable, didn't they? That that was the big plus for me. I think looking away from the the end result, there's progress getting made at Celtic. Uh, very impressed with how they went about their business in the first half, and I think it's all testament to Ange. You know, he wants he wants them competing at this level, and from what I seen last night, if you take away the, the result, the performance, especially first half, obviously, very very good. They go and there wasn't much between the sides mm-hmm. in the first half at all. Celtic had arguably the better chances, and I like that. I like that. I mean, what what do we want? Do we want to sit in there and try and score on a set play? Ange doesn't isn't about that. He's about taking the game to the opponents. Unfortunately, last night it's Real Madrid, you know, and their class showed in the end. But Celtic are making big inroads forward. You think there's more belief? From the players as well, I Simon. Do, right? You I think, do. obviously, going into these games, you, you never know. The manager can have a philosophy and you think, OK, it works domestically. Yeah. But I think after that performance yesterday, I think they believe... They get in a, a huddle. They get in a huddle at the end of the game. Right. And I think McGregor would have been saying that to them. Mm-hmm. Take heart from, you know, the first 45 minutes. We've shown that we can do this. It's now to go and get points on the board. Yeah. But this, the start of the season, they've had the confidence is high. And I, I still go back to a lot of these guys playing in Europe last year. Yes, it didn't pan out the way, but they're gaining experience all mm-hmm. the time. And the young ones are gaining experience all the time. Hitati for me looks as if he's so cool in the middle of the, bo- the middle of the park. You, you know, you're playing against Real Madrid yeah. in the Champions League. He's not strolling it, but he, he doesn't look yeah. panicked. He doesn't look phased. I mean, you need to. This stuff needs to be measured, Marvin. They lost three 0 You can't possibly be too happy with it with a three 0 defeat. However, there's a way to get beat. Though, um, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Quite often, a three 0 defeat against a team like Real Madrid. You come away thinking, oh, that that could have been anything. Oh, that that could have got out of hand. But actually, it, it wasn't really like that. They were wor- they were worthy of a couple of goals, yep. but, but no more. And, and Celtic certainly were worthy of some. They had chances. Even I know the game was done, but even towards the end, Haksabanovic looks threatening. Mm-hmm. Celtic was still looking to get in there, so it was 
It was fine, wasn't it? Yeah, most definitely. I think, you know, three goal difference was the biggest, you know, that Real Madrid deserved out of the game. And that's because they got it. But on another day, like you said, uh, Celtic would have scored at least one goal. And that's why they can take confidence from it. And like you said, no one wants to celebrate losing games, but it's all about performances. Mm. And if they can do those performances over the, you know, the next games in the Champions League, they'll be absolutely fine. And I'll tell you something now, Real Madrid will beat teams in that uh, group by more than three goals. Rangers fans, I thought we would probably just watch the game and hear from you afterwards. I think we're going to have to break the emergency glass. 37 minutes gone, Ajax 3, Rangers 0. And this could be more... What's happening here? Let's talk in real time. 01419511025. We'll do it next. The Old Firm. With the elite of Europe. Rangers at Ajax. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's almost half time and it can't come quick enough for Rangers. Ajax are 3-0 up. We'll get a report from Andrew McLean, our reporter who's in the stadium. He's there witnessing this. Uh, Colin is in Airdrie, a bit further away, Colin. It won't be making good viewing for you, though. No. Uh, and to be honest with you, um, I've been watching the game and Tillman, I just feel, although he's a good player, he's a bit young and experienced. And when I phoned your producer, we were 1-0 down. And I thought, take Tillman off and put Morelos on and go with two up front. Um, but by the time I came off the phone and two minutes later, we were 3-0 down. And I'm thinking maybe taking Camaro off as well and putting Arfield on. I just, I think we need something in the attacking sense. It's It's been a, we held off for 15 minutes and then it just, something went wrong. <laughs> Tadic has just had a shot saved by John McLaughlin as well. Um, Marvin, he's, Colin's probably right about Tillman, but you could probably say that about everyone at the moment. But in particular, you look at the weekend and tonight, is this a, re- a real learning curve for him? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. But today had to be a reaction. You know, It's a learning curve for, for absolutely everybody associated with the football club. And, and for me, just watching this game, there's no pressure on, on the Ajax defenders. But also when it goes into Ajax forwards, there's also no pressure from the defenders. So you know, Ajax are doing what they want. They're playing at will. And that's why it's 3-0 going on 4-5-0. And you know, Colin's right. I think they do need to make a change. They probably do need to shut up shop. This game's gone. But mm-hmm. They can't afford to get embarrassed. Well, that's what I was going to say. That age-old balance between defence and attack because Colin's talking about Rangers need to offer more on attack and that, that might be the way Simon to, to, but there would be the temptation to just find a way of stopping Ajax first yeah, yeah I think so as Marv says the game's gone this game's gone Ajax will not uh, be pegged back in this game and it's it's far too easy they're, they're almost playing kind of one-twos inside Rangers box so yeah I wouldn't be looking at the moment to be opening up and being expansive bringing on the attacking player I'd be looking to kind of Mm. Shut this up and keep it at three. Colin, yep. how how worried are you? This gets really out of hand. Uh, to be honest with you, for what I'm watching just now, I think it'll go out of hand whether we make the changes or not. So to me, the gamble's got to be like, for one, Morelos. You give him a bit of game time as well. Arfield is a box to box. So to me, I would take Kamara off, put Arfield on for him, box to box, and then Morelos. I would put on and maybe taking off um, I don't know um, somebody for that right or something just to give me go on something to aim for do you know what I mean it's three points it doesn't matter what you lose the scoreline by it's three points at the end of the day but try and get a bit of respect try and get put that keeper under pressure give me go on something to aim at because see that's playing for the back 
it's no working for Rangers. I hate it. We're too slow. We're too methodical. It's side, side, back, back. He's got nobody to pass mm. it to. I'd rather they went route one, as he used to call it in Scottish football, and have two targets to hand the front. It's just a fact, Colin. It's a, it's a fact. You, you don't get. You know, it's the same amount of points you miss out on. But Rangers lost four 0 at the weekend, Marvin. That, that's important, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the nature of this defeat is going to is going to be important. Most definitely, you know. And you start to think about kind of the scars that you know. If you do lose five or six 0 nobody wants that. No player mm. needs that. Like you said, after the back of losing four 0 to your bit of rivals, that's not acceptable. You know, it's, it's obviously half time now. It, it's three 0 but I can't see them going with two strikers. Uh, Colin, hopefully it looks up for you in the second half. Let's go to the Johan Cruyff Arena and speak to Andrew McLean. Yeah, Ajax 3, Rangers nil. the halftime score here and a bad week is getting so much worse for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and his players as a big outclassed here in Amsterdam. It was a relatively quiet opening 10 minutes before the host really turned on the style. The first real chance came from a set piece. Ajax took a short corner. Dusan Tadic whipped it to the front post. No one was marking Jurian Timber at the front post. He directed his header over the bar. Rangers didn't take that as a warning sign. They didn't learn from it because 17 minutes in, another delivery into the box from a corner. This time it was Edson Alvarez, he was six yards out, completely unmarked, and he found the bottom corner to make it 1-0 to Ajax. Right back, Devin Wrench, he had a couple of chances after that, one was saved, one of those went wide, but they did make it two just after the half-hour mark. Stephen Berghaus in a good position in the box, he went for the far corner, it deflected off James Sands and rolled past John McLaughlin who was helpless in that scenario. The celebrations for that one were barely finished and it was three. Rangers just not strong enough to keep Mohamed Kudus from driving into the box but take nothing away from a brilliant strike in off the post. That was 3-0. John McLaughlin also had to make saves from Ken Taylor and Dusan Tadic to stop it from being four before the break. Rangers really poor in the first half and there aren't many signs it's going to get better in the second. The half-time score in Amsterdam, Ajax 3, Rangers 0. Describe the atmosphere a bit to us, Andrew. Do, do the home fans smell blood I don't know if there's enough away fans to really get a, a feel of how frustrated they are and sometimes when you go to these big nights you're just in, enjoying the occasion up to a point but what what's the kind of feeling like around the stadium yeah it's tough to tell of course because the Rangers fans are sort of in the far corner to my left but for the first 10 minutes or so you could hear them singing you could hear them cheering on the team They've gone very, very quiet since. They don't look happy at all with what they're seeing. And around the rest of the stadium, it's a party atmosphere. I think the Ajax fans around me think that this score could be anything because they're dominating Rangers. Rangers not laying a glove on Ajax at all. Going forward, they're letting Ajax play. It's just with ease, Ajax are getting into the box, creating opportunity after opportunity. And something will have to change at the break. Look, this game is well beyond Rangers at this point. But Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will be seriously worried because in the backdrop of that 4-0 defeat to uh, to Celtic, of course, on Saturday, they're now facing another heavy, heavy defeat. Yeah, and I mean, everyone at home listening will be watching it on TV. Andrew, you've got a wonderful view of being there. It's a special football arena. Talk to us a bit about you know what what you can see in terms of all the space that Ajax have got and, and perhaps the the failings on Rangers' part. Yeah, you get a really good view from up here in the press box, and Rangers were guilty on Saturday of not being alert, not being switched on. There was one point where Ryan Kent believed he should have had a throw in an exact same scenario that happened against Celtic on Saturday. He turned round to complain to the referee and Ajax took the throw in and broke forward and created a chance and that's kind of been what Rangers have been like. They've looked uh, you know, 
possibly lazy at times, they've not been getting about the pitch, they've not been in Ajax faces at all and it's looked way too easy for Ajax just to pass through Rangers and create opportunities, Rangers not closing down their opposition at all, the likes of Urien Timber and Calvin Bassey, the, the two young centre-backs for Ajax are, are picking up the ball at ease, they're swapping over at times, they're moving into midfield and they're really not being bothered at all by the Rangers players and that'll be a huge huge concern for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Of course Andrew, every time the Rangers have asked have had questions asked of them they've always really been able to answer them in Europe even from the Steven Gerrard era to now very few po- properly poor nights in Europe one or two here or there um, and even in the aftermath of Saturday you still heard from Rangers fans saying oh do you know it wouldn't surprise me if we went and got something in Amsterdam because that, that's just what we do I mean that, that bubble's now burst how important is this second half? Yeah, it's absolutely huge because, as you say, I spoke to plenty of Rangers fans over here today and a lot of them are saying, yes, Saturday was very bad, but they were thinking about the run to the Europa League final last year. They, they think that this Rangers team are just at a different side. There's something in the air about these European nights when it comes to Rangers, but they've been miles off it today. And, you know, you look at Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and, you know, the, the pressure will start to ramp up if, if Rangers get beaten heavily today. I don't think there's a, a lot of Rangers fans that will have loads and loads of confidence going into the game at Pitodri on Saturday as well. So Rangers need to come out, they need to show some fight and they need to try and get the fans back on side. Rangers fans might as well call it half-time. It's a good opportunity to do so. What on earth has happened in that first half? Uh, give us your thoughts, please. 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. How big a uh, team talk is this for Giovanni van Bronckhorst? A massive one, a massive one. But as a manager, I expect him to go in there and the players to already be discussing it themselves. There has to be, you know, some heated discussions going on because it's not acceptable. You know, they spoke a bit after, you know, losing 4-0 at the weekend and now they're 3-0 down at half-time. You know, you can blame the manager as much as you want, but it has to be professional pride from those players and that's take some responsibility and accountability for what's gone in that first half. Mm, Donald is a Rangers fan on the line. How would you sum up that first half, Donald? Well, I'm no meant to swear, but so I'll just say mince. <laughs> mince will cover it. Um, <laughs> mince, mince, mince doesn't quite cover it, but I get my gist. I do. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously, Donald, this this will seem so much worse because it comes off the back of Saturday as well. As a game and a half, what's going on at the moment? There's nothing changed for Saturday. It's exactly the same. They're, they're playing exactly the same. They're chasing shadows. My primary school could do better than that. I mean, Marvin, I, sorry, sorry <laughs> blaming the manager and whatnot, but it's going to be a team performance. There's no point in pointing fingers at single people and going, oh, it's his fault, it's his fault, it's his fault. No, there's 11 men in that park. It's a team performance, and they've all got to take responsibility, surely. Who needs to carry most of the responsibility? Is there anyone annoying you in particular? <laughs> oh, here, there's loads of them annoying me, but I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> to be fair. Aye, just, just to be fair, I'm not going to get into it. No, yeah, to be fair, I was going to say, Simon, that, that is the case. Like this, this type of result. As it stands, doesn't happen if you've got one or two off it. No. Everyone is. Yeah, but as Marv kind of touched on there, after after the back of that heavy defeat at the weekend, you're looking for players a reaction, and there doesn't seem to be anything here tonight. It's very very passive. I mean, there's not even there's no yellow card. Not that that's necessarily the way to go about it, but I a glove. Ajax have been allowed to do whatever they want. As I said, at times they've been playing one twos inside Rangers box. This goal here that we're just looking back, the initial one after 15 minutes, it's a free header. It's a free header. Is it James Sands, Sands, Sands man? Sands is looking there, Alvarez is up. And I'm just thinking there as, as, as Donald's talking and calling before him, you know, you're looking at 
Bassey leaving Aribo leaving Morelos unfit they're three of Rangers best players in the last Alan McGregor you could add into that so are we looking I mean I know they've started the season well and to get into the Champions League they've done well but is this Rangers team as strong as it was last year Donald are you worried how this pans out in the second half Ah, it's just going to be a cricket score, really. That's what I think. And watching all the players, I'm going to let them walk my dog. Never mind that they didn't play football. <laughs> I don't even really know what that means, but I, I, I like the sound of it. Um, I mean, is there, anyth- is there anything you can do to change this at half-time, Donald? Well, apart from putting a big size 12 from somewhere, they don't need it right enough, but aye, that's about the only place that you could do it. I just, I just don't think they're getting spoke. Aye, enough too, really Especially after Saturday's performance Getting beat 4-0 Just uh, the same again, chasing shadows I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Donald's not happy that, that's, the, that's the vibe I'm getting Let's bring in Scott and Paisley Thanks Donald, it was nice to hear from you by the way Hopefully we'll do it and you're feeling in a better mood sometime soon Aye, Cheers, no Good man, more. that was Donald in England uh, Scott's in Paisley Scott, Donald said he wanted to swear And then he settled on the word mince Keep it clean as well. How would you sum up what words spring to mind for that performance in the first half? Josh Windass, his favourite word, shambolic. First half was nothing short of shambolic. What in particular annoyed you? Deja vu, say, for Saturday, mate. 100%. Rangers switching off its set plays and paying the price. It feels strange to ask this at half time of a game, Scott, because. I know it's unlikely It's entirely possible Rangers are much better And, and improve But just as it sits at the moment Does it feel like Everything's starting to unravel But just because of Saturday And because of that first half And I, I know I appreciate some people Would say that's Knee jerk and getting carried away But that's the feeling I'm getting From you and your fellow Rangers fans At the moment It's unravelling aye 100% People are starting to notice patterns uh, Try to I mean Keep it clean here. Uh, notice patterns, patterns, and these patterns are starting to get pretty much seen it, seen game in, game out for the same players. It's the same players, it's the same culprits every game that are doing it for me. Davenier slipped a mile. Yeah. Looking, I think he was too busy looking at Bashi's hairstyle. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, I mean. Let's, if we're talking patterns and earlier on this season in Europe, I know it didn't cost Rangers necessarily at the weekend. That set play, Marvin, you always pay very close attention. We've just seen it back. The first goal, that's the one that gets the ball rolling for Ajax. What's happened there? It's unacceptable. It, it really, really is. Um, you know, I wish I could explain to you what happened. I don't understand how somebody... Paint the picture for us or for, you know, for yeah, people in yeah. the car or whatever. Like, Alvarez obviously getting you know a free head, like you said, six yards out. Centre of the goal and nobody around him, nobody challenging him. And I who, think, who, who should it be? James Sands? Yeah, Sands. Tavernier runs into Goldson. No, somebody has to get tight to him. Somebody has to get out and get tight to him. He's standing six yards out. I know you're in a zone, I get that. But if you're doing zonal marking, you have to be aggressive. And anything that comes into your area, I'd rather two of my players go head to head and hit off each other's heads and nobody go in for it. And that's what's happened there. And we've seen it time and time again. And these things would have been spoken about in the analyst room. Players would have been shown it, they'd have been given their jobs before the game. So that's not on the manager. A player out there has not done their job and that's resulted in them being 1-0 down. And all of a sudden, you're 3-0 down by half-time and Ajax are playing through Rangers like nobody's business. Mm. What, about, what about the third one, Merv? It, he, he gets a turn on Tavernier there. And ta- does, should Tavernier foul him? He's, he's yes, Scott, Scott's been critical of, of the captain. He looks 
you know, is he not supposed to be the sort of powerful up and so at it, kudos, athletic kudos type? Kudos has turned him. He said he's back to go. He's turned him. He's maybe got a wee bit of the break of the ball. He's he's held him off. He's held him off. I know what you're saying about Golden coming out. Yeah. It's almost too easy. The, the strike is brilliant in the end, but it's how he gets there, though, isn't it? Yeah. He should never ever get there. And, and like you said, that that's not the Rangers' mm. defence that you know set a record for the clean sheets or whatever it was, you know, a couple of seasons ago. You know, you're right. Tavernier has to take the ball and man. He has to be much more physical yeah. than that. Then Golson has to come across and also support him. Uh, right, thank you, Scott. Uh, we'll speak to you soon. Hopefully, we'll find out if there are any changes for Rangers. The second half is coming up next. The old firm. With the elite of Europe. Rangers at Ajax. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The second half's just got underway in Amsterdam. Rangers trailing by three goals to nil and some massive changes for Rangers at the break. Malik Tillman ineffective he's been replaced by Ryan Jack for a bit more steel in midfield Scott Wright we've not seen much of him replaced by Rabi Matondo on the wide right of Rangers attack and the big one a real statement from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst unless there's some sort of injury but I don't think so James Tavernier the captain taken off at half time and replaced by Leon King uh, in the Rangers back line look I'll leave that door slightly ajar maybe he's injured Marvin um, but either way, those are some big changes. Most definitely. Uh, I can't say that I'm surprised, you know, bringing on Jack for Tillman just to get a bit more security in the centre of the park. As I said, you know, in the first half, <laughs> I think this game is gone. It's about, you know, not getting beat four, five, six now. But as you said about Tavener, him coming mm. off, um, if it's not an injury, that is a massive, massive call from the manager. But, you know, they're paid to make them. And it kind of shows you how Rangers squad is an area is a bit stretched, Marvin, because they've now gone to a back five with... Leon King at right wing back which he ain't yeah. and John Lundstrom at right centre half yeah you know I think a lot of the uh, Rangers fans have spoken about how they wanted to strengthen the squad they wanted more players brought in especially when Rangers qualify for the Champions League through the playoffs it's not been done Gio's said time and time again he's happy with his squad and you know maybe he's happy with King maybe he didn't see you know anyone in the market that they could get that was better than King so you know but as a right wing back, as you said, you know, I think he's a right back at a push, but his centre half is his natural position. But, you know, so it's a big game for the young man to come on in. Yeah, and he's just about found John Lundstrom with that pass. Better from Rangers, and a nice triangle to get out of trouble. Uh, Matondo on, but it didn't look like he had much belief. I think he's won the foul anyway, to be yeah. fair. So, um, David's a Rangers fan from Pollock. What are you thinking about this, David? No, to be honest with you, that, uh, good evening anyway, by the way. Uh, good evening. If Gio honestly and truly believes that's on that part tonight, I was on that part against Celtic. Turn around and come out and turn around and say he is happy with that squad. Honestly, I cannot believe he's made that comment. And I cannot believe that he's turned around and stated said no money. Suitor cost nothing. First, I think it was three million. In total, three million. That you brought on and loan Tillerman cost nothing. They've cost nothing yet. Where is all the money went to that's coming into the club for the Europa in championships? They won a league last year. He's also moved players on. He's moved a good few players on. 22 million. Yeah, 49 minutes into a Champions League game, and we're talking about. Rangers structurally and, and, and what's going on that that maybe tells you everything you need to know Marvin uh, the first point was 
Giovanni Van Bronckhorst yesterday says Absolutely no regrets about not adding to the squad David's basically can't, can't believe that Lots of Rangers fans feel similar So what's happening here is Is he not being completely honest To, to help save face for, for the board Or does he genuinely feel that squad is good enough? Yeah, you know, I don't think we can we can say Gio's lying or being dishonest to protect others. I think I've taken him at face value, and you know, he said that he is happy with his squad. Obviously, he's with these players, you know, day in day out, week in week out, and he understands them better than us. Um, but you know, looking from the outside in, you would have thought with the Champions League, David makes some fantastic points there. Rebo going, Bassi going with the money that they went for. There should be a lot of money in the bank, and really you know the squad should be a lot stronger than it is but you know if Gio's saying the squad's good enough and strong enough then the results need to start showing that um, What did you make of that comment when you heard it yesterday Simon? It was emphatic from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst it didn't sound like someone who was just you know trying to, to answer softly on the question he says he is he's happy with that squad no regrets about not adding on deadline day I think, you, I think he's got to say that as well though because mm. he's got a squad there that will be watching and listening to what he says I think uh, from my point of view I think Rangers are weaker than they were this time last year I, I, I go back to the, the guys they've lost I think Lawrence coming in is a good addition but he's injured uh, Tillman's scored a couple of goals in Europe hasn't really stamped his authority, authority on it yet Matondo has just came on here these guys haven't hit the ground running yet and when you get into new seasons when you've lost the likes of Bassi and Arebo you're looking for the new guys to come in and give you a lift the big guy up front has scored 6 or 7 goals but he needs chances he needs ch- people to be creating chances for him it doesn't look as if it's going to happen in this game but I think on a whole as a squad I think Rangers are weaker than they were last season uh, David is still with us I think the line was going a bit dodgy but he's still with us um, David what, what have you made of this performance uh, in isolation or, or are you seeing similarities between this and the weekend? Seen similar similarities between us and the start of the season. Uh, I know people will probably jump my back, Rangers fans, but to me, Kent has done nothing for the start of the season. Since Goldstein has a had a new contract, quite honestly, he's a bomb scare. Definitely, do not rate a, a Rangers player. When he came to Ibrox, he couldn't get a game with Aberdeen and uh, call him Ed Gerrard. It's a one for the future. Play again, Ajax. This team are running Rangers ragged. But in the midfield, I think I'm glad Tillman got took off. But to me, uh, the weekend he kind of bottled it a bit, and he's done the same night. He's not been involved. He is a good player, the boy, without any doubt. He's a he's young too, into the bargain, you know, and he needs time to settle. If, as I say, if Giovanni Van Brockstorff is happy with us, Rangers are going nowhere this year. They'll win nothing. Marvin, you can look. This is mid-game, and we're getting so many angry, frustrated Rangers fans. They feel like everything's unraveling. Was the word we used? Even this Europe was supposed to be the safe space for Rangers. Yeah. They, they they tend to turn up, um, and that's just not happening. No, it hasn't. You know, but we need to not get too carried away of it. Saturday, yes, wasn't a, a great performance by any stretch of the imagination. They lose the game four 0 They're three 0 down here after fifty-two minutes. Again, not a great performance. But there's some very, very good players still within within that team. Gio isn't a bad manager overnight, but they need a reaction. In this half, they need a reaction. They need to do something in this half. I think, as I said, them going three at the back and, you know, packing the midfield, they look a lot stronger. It looks like they've been told now to sit off the game and try and hit on a counter-attack. And maybe that's the way they should have started the game. But 
know, Gio's probably realised that there's mistakes that he's made and he tried to rectify it now. Uh, David, enjoy the rest of the game if you can. I don't know what's going to take place between now and the 90 minutes. Uh, Rangers do look a bit more solid, if that's any consolation. 53 gone still, Ajax 3, Rangers 0. And already, it's been a quick old show. Celtic fans, because of this... Uh, story unfolding in Amsterdam We've not fully reflected on last night So come on What did you make of it? What jumped out for you? A 3-0 defeat against Real Madrid Encouraging signs um, But what did you take away from it? It's time for this already Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football What a way to cheer you up Rangers fans Come on here Show your undoubtedly Superior football knowledge Over Marvin Bartley Or Simon Donnelly And win yourself A signed ball And even more than that The Davis Cup Just for getting through To play Beat the Pundit You can then go on And stink the place out But just for getting through We're going to give you A pair of tickets To the Davis Cup At the Emirates Arena uh, it's from the 13th to the 18th of September. You can see Andy Murray in action. It pains me to say it, but it might be one of your last chances to see him uh, on Scottish soil. Uh, taking on the USA, Netherlands and Kazakhstan. So a great event that I went to the last one there and it was absolutely brilliant. So just for getting through tonight, you will get the pair of tickets and then the chance to embarrass these two as well. Calls must be in before seven. The Old Firm. With the elite of Europe. Rangers at Ajax. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here at so one four one nine five one one zero two five. Sixty minutes gone in Amsterdam. The, the best thing you could offer at the moment, Marvin, is it's not gotten any worse. Um, Rangers do look a bit more solid, um, but yeah, still three 0 and, and it doesn't necessarily look like changing in a positive sense. No, I don't think there's much attacking threat from Rangers, um, if I'm honest, in this half. But as I said, you know, the, the important thing is not to concede again. Um, you know, if it finishes three 0 finishes three 0 But like I said, you don't want a riot on your hands, um, and that's obviously you know Rangers trying to hit him on the counter attack. If they can get in behind, then perfect. If not, then you know just don't concede again. And I think that would have been a message from Gio: don't go out there and lose this second half. Oh, I mean, that honestly, that one passage of play might just sum it up for Rangers. It looked like they were going to break. And there was a, an option to pass it out wide. Kamara Dilly Dally didn't do it. Came back, tried to find Ryan Jack. It was overhit, and he then has to lunge to to rescue it. Commits a foul and gets booked. It's um actually a harsh booking. Yeah, a very harsh booking. Oh, hold on, I'm asking the wrong man. You, <laughs> you think GBH is acceptable, <laughs> Simon? You were you were more cultured. At a harsh booking. Yeah, possibly. But I just think it's. It, it's lack of confidence They're working down the right hand side there. There's no confidence They want to come back in And play it safe yeah. But then you try and play the safe pass And you, you don't even pull yeah. that off Yeah I know And Ryan Jack's in the book now Anyway uh, Right let's do this Celtic fans What did you take away from last night Rangers fans Keep talking us through this game With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football I can see right through you, Ryan and Bishop Briggs. You've phoned in to beat the pundit to cheer yourself up because your team's having a tough night. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much good. I like your thinking. The last two nights, the last two games, sorry. Ah, well, exactly. I'd, I'd look, beat the pundit's a powerful tool. I don't know if we can wipe out everything, uh, but we'll try it's about our best. to get worse for him, if I'm honest. <laughs> are you feeling confident? <laughs> are you? If he plays Simon. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, one not my last two. And although the last time I lost. <laughs> You've not lost this season, have you? Nope. Wow, he's a new man this season. Right, heads it will be Simon, tails it will be the undefeated Marvin Bartley. Can't believe I'm saying that, feels awful. 
Uh, hold on, let's stick with this because Ajax are in the box, twisting, turning, uh, looking like they're playing exhibition football, to be honest, but cleared away. Right, heads at Simon, tails it's Marvin. And it's heads at Simon Donnelly. <laughs> I love this guy. Up against Ryan <laughs> in Bishop Briggs. So, what we're going to do here is Simon's the biggest music fan of all the pundits, easily. So we'll give him some music to listen to. It's his favourite 30 seconds of the night. Ryan, we're going to put that 30 seconds on your clock. And the only other thing you need to know is you're fine to pass and move on if you don't know, okay? Yep. Right, let's go then. 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. Who was the Rangers manager the last time they played a Champions League group game? Oh, that's math. How many current Celtic players joined directly from Russian side Ruben Kazan? Three. Name the only Scottish team that Billy Davis managed. Yeah, uh, St Mirren. Uh, Motherwell player Stuart McKinstry's on loan from which English Premier League side? Wolves. Name the only SPFL side apart from Celtic who've won all their league games this season. Air uh, United. Who was the last Rangers player to score 20 or more league goals in a Premiership season? Chris Boyd. Okay, let's bring back Simon. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. Now, this is a test to see who listens regularly. There's a question on there that's already been on this week, so that'll be good fun. Uh, hopefully, you were busy. Uh, that I was, night I was. Uh, He was Doesn't even know what night it was Ready same set of questions Shall we Time starts now Who was Rangers manager The last time they played The Champions League group game McLeish How many current Celtic players Joined directly From Russian side Ruben Kazan Three uh, Name the only Scottish team That Billy Davis has managed Motherwell Motherwell player Stuart McKinstry Is on loan From which English Premier League side Pass Name the only SPFL side Apart from Celtic Who've won all their league games This season Oh, pass. Who was the last Rangers manager to score twenty or more, Rangers player to score twenty or more league goals in a league season? Mirelis. Mm. Ryan, what's the verdict there? I think it's going to go to tiebreaker. It was tight. Uh, who was the Rangers manager last time they played in the Champions League group stages? It was Walter Smith. So Ryan goes one in front. Uh, how many current Celtic players joined directly from Russian side Ruben Kazan? Did you both say three? Yeah, I said three. Yeah, Ryan, I think you did as well, didn't yeah, you? I said three. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I bet remember. You did, Ryan. It is three. Yeah, it's uh, Abelgard, Starfelt, and Haxabanovich. I'd have got that. Nah. So it's two uh, one at the moment. This was the question that was in it earlier this week. Uh, Name the only Scottish team Billy Davis has managed. Ryan said St Mirren, which I think was the same wrong answer as the last guy <laughs> the other night. It is Motherwell. So it's two all. Uh, a real Motherwell theme I didn't write these by the way Stuart McKinstry is on loan from Leeds Leeds You get it now Ryan Or <laughs> oh, did he not get it What the happened there? I, I just completely lost And as soon as I said Wills I thought Oh it's Leeds Do you know what You sounded convincing You always had me convinced it was Wills Because he went straight in As if, <laughs> as if he knew uh, So we're still level Who's the only Scottish side Apart from Celtic Who's won all their games? Anyone? It's Dumbarton Flying at oh, the moment wow. Uh, still level game Must admit Don't tell him I said this Right, We'll be speaking to him soon Amazed at this You confident in your research Producer Callum yep. The last Rangers player To score 20 or more league goals In a premiership season Is Kenny Miller Whoa. God Exactly That's my reaction as well Ryan So we are indeed <laughs> Off uh, is he in tomorrow is it uh, Friday I think he is so I'll quiz him on that uh, we're off to the tiebreaker so I'll ask the question I'll get Simon to write his answer down and then invite you Ryan to give me your attempt ok yep no worries Darren Fletcher holds the record for the most appearances for a Scotsman 
in the English Premier League But how many games did he play in? Darren Fletcher holds the record for most appearances for a Scotsman in the English Premier League But how many league games did he play in? Simon, show me your paper please Okay, and Ryan? Ryan, um, show me his paper sorry. Quick, uh, quick 300 Okay, that sounded like you were typing on a keyboard there I heard it no, I'm no. on to you uh, But you said 300 Simon's gone for 350 Simon Donnelly You are 9 out It is wow. 341 Ryan, you've got to take your hat off to that surely <laughs> Especially since he was, he was Googling it there Honestly <laughs> Ryan, listen, hard lines You did well enough to get to the tiebreaker But you've been beaten by a, a shrewd operator tonight Hard lines Not perfect, mate. thanks very much for having me guys no, Thanks for taking part Ryan That was Ryan and Bishop Briggs And Ryan, by the way, you've won the tennis The Davis Cup tickets anyway So you go along to that, have a good time Brilliant, thank you Good man, that was Ryan and Bishop Briggs Nine out I couldn't laugh today at him either because his team are getting beat as well. So uh, Ryan's having a tough few days. Yeah, isn't he? Exactly. Tough week. <laughs> Just tough leave week. him alone. Honestly, laugh today. all he needs is Kazakhstan to batter GB at the Davis Cup <laughs> just to complete the the hat trick of unwanted results. Um, tell you what, great answer on the tiebreaker. Three fifty. So what was that? Three four one. Aye, yeah, I'll mm. take that. You've got another, closer. You wouldn't have got closer than that, Marvin, would you? Nah, I'd have. Yeah, I'd have been miles off if I'm honest. Yeah, I wouldn't really know where to start with that. I must admit, uh, John McLaughlin makes a decent enough save. It's straight at him, but he, he had to be there. And Ajax are they're starting to knock on the door again. Marvin, there was one during beat the pundit that John McLaughlin saved inside the box. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know who the player was for Ajax, but he seems to beat three or four players. Just dribbled through right through the middle of them. Nobody putting a tackle in. Nobody getting close and. Like you said, the shot was uh, parried away. But listen, as I said before, Rangers are looking more solid out with that chance. And that one's straight at him. That's a routine save. If someone's going to shoot you a goal from 20 yards and you're happy with that. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'll leave that to other people. But you know, such is the knee-jerk reaction of football. We would have got serious manager out sort of calls if this had gotten to five or so, wouldn't it? I mean, like, as I said, way, I'm yeah. not saying that yeah. that's valid, but that the, the that would be is. the reaction. Yeah, just with the way football is. But does, does football? You know, does, does I can't believe I'm asking if three is acceptable. You know, is there a point that that's why you need to try and keep it there? You look at Dundee United, for instance. Mm-hmm. If they lose five nil to Celtic, maybe Jack Ross doesn't get the sack. But when it gets to an embarrassing stage, whatever that embarrassing stage is. That's when the question changes. Yeah, I think performance has a lot to do with it as well. Like you said, you know, obviously, you know, Jack Ross lost nine 0 in the end, but I think he didn't didn't try and change anything. Whereas this, you can clearly see Gio seeing what's gone wrong, mm-hmm. whether it's his fault or the players' fault, and he's tried to change it, tried to rectify it. And Rangers do look a lot more solid this half, and now they're actually you know begin to get a few attacks into the. Oh, and they've goal scored back. an absolute stunner through Borna Barisic, right-footed of all things, top curling corner. into the top corner. That is the response from Rangers. Now it really does look more respectable. That is a brilliant finish from Borna Barisic. Ryan Kent doing a lot of the. Oh, oh no! Oh, oh, oh no! Oh, oh, VAR has a look at that. Well, because yeah. well, it's a goal. Oh, I think Ryan Kent's offside. Left on it side. looks offside. Yeah. yeah, he's off. He's off. Oh, oh, dear. What, what a goal it is! I know what a finish on, as on well. Weak foot just bends it into that far corner. That going to be ruled out. Yeah, 100%. Does Borna Barisic know it or, or is that because it's, it's a consolation Because he didn't really celebrate or anything Just kind of walked no, away No he can't be celebrating when you're 3-1 yeah. down Especially after the first half that, you know, the performance What's that goal that is? Oh, top class goal and 
But like we were saying, their performance has improved this half. Yes, that's offside, but you know they do look a lot, lot better and a lot more solid in this shape. And it might be something that he, you know revisits maybe even in league games on the next Champions League game. This is crazy. This is what VR's done to my head because that looks blatantly offside, and, and so yeah. it, it's going to be ruled out. But I've still just left a little bit of room <laughs> that it might be given because it does so many inexplicable things. I don't know why the check's taking that long. If I'm perfectly honest with you, maybe it's closer than we thought. Um, but that's what I'm saying. It, it does make a motion ex- to move back onside, but expect the, thought- expect the unexpected. But I might be stretching it with that. We've just seen over the weekend. There's so many things that um, he's offside. Yeah, yeah, he's given offside. Yeah, Bonabaric, a wry smile on his face. Uh, I think he yeah. Oh, yeah, it shouldn't have taken so long, but no. Is that is that poor from Ryan Kent? No, I think it's a great line from Ajax, if I'm honest. If yeah. you look where the ball is when it's played from, their their line's on the halfway line. That that for me is a fantastic defensive yeah. line. It's that type of night Rangers whip one in the top corner and show a rare bit of quality and it's it's not gonna count because it's offside, so it's still three nil. Uh, there was a big game last night, of course, a massive occasion, even for, for Scottish football, for the city of Glasgow to have Real Madrid in town. I had the Pleasure, if that's the right word, of being stationed outside the Real Madrid Hotel uh, yesterday. Um, It's quite an interesting crowd that were gathered outside. (laughs) And uh, the thought of Karim Benzema just twitching his curtains, having a wee look at the Witherspoons (laughs) across the road, and it was quite entertaining. But once the game got underway, Joe in Hartlepool, what's your main question for the panel after last night? Before I go on my question, Gordon, I'd just like to say to Marvin and Simon, um, keep up the good work, use a dinner. A grand job, and Marvin, I'm sure you'll get a manager's job soon, mate. Thanks, Joe. Cheers, buddy. Who are you going to get sacked, though, so I can get it? Well, the way um, Rangers are playing, they <laughs> might get a job there. Actually, <laughs> you, you know, if I've been honest, you might have a chance, Marvin, but I think you'll learn, you're learning a lot of good things under your big friend at Livingston at the moment. I've got a great respect for that guy. Cheers, mate. I'll let him know tomorrow when I go in. I'll let him know. Give me some brownie points. Um, would you still come and do the show if you got a manager's job? Oh, most definitely. Good. It doesn't mean that at it's all. part of the contract. Yeah, we've written it. Uh, Joe, what about last night then? My, my point, my main point to Simon and, and Marvin is, you know, I, I know uh, I love Big Ange and I love what he's doing at Celtic, but I've just questioned the sub last night with taking off a badder. understand him as two chances, but if you look at the full game and the up to half time before it took come off, I think the guy's work rate was unbelievable. I think... The, the guy was up against at the back, hardly got over the halfway line. I think he kept a lot, a lot of the attacking for me and my minimum. Um, I know he missed two chances, but if I look at the flip side of that, the guy that came on probably missed the best chance of the game. Um, and, and also on that point, I think he was a bit slow in making our subs you know, after the 75th minute when we're 2-0 down. Um, because if I look at the midfield, these guys were running their legs, man. McGregor, Hattie and O'Reilly were... Absolutely amazing. They were running. Well, they could run a marathon. These guys definitely need a wee rest. I just wonder what Marvin and Simon think. Yeah, Marvin wants them to rest on, <laughs> on Saturday. There's no doubt about that. Um, okay, the decision to take off a badder for Maeda at half time. Interesting, yeah, because when I, I was doing the co-coms and when I seen him coming out with the bib on, uh, you know, it, it, it'd been a threat. It, it wasn't. It was a wee bit quieter than he'd been at the weekend, but he'd a great chance in the first minute. Then he finds himself in a fantastic ball from Jota. I thought if he just hit through that, the way he scored his second goal on Saturday, he kind of side-foots it uh, at Courtois. So I was a wee bit surprised. And Joe's right, Maeda comes on and maybe finds himself 
not up to the speed of play because all of a sudden after two or three minutes he's got a, a great chance and he just didn't make the most of it you know mishits it so I can see where he's coming from what I would say is criticising Hange for you know, he likes to change things, he likes to freshen things up. I mean, it was uh, decisive, wasn't it? Uh, it whether, was. Whether it's right or not. Yeah, it was, but Abada as well, you, you don't know, has he maybe picked up a lot? Was he stiff? Or, mm. you, you don't know. Didn't you don't look know. like it. But the young, the young lad is certainly, since he came to the club, his numbers have been unbelievable yeah. in terms of assists and goals. And he had two of the best chances. Yeah, and, and like you said, you know, you can be surprised at the sub, but Maeda, the chance falls to him what, in the oh, 47th minute. Yeah. So, you know, if it it's looks like a genius if it comes off and that happens. But if yeah. I'm totally honest, I wasn't surprised that Abada came off. You know, like you said, he's 20 years of age, playing in the Champions League, had a fantastic start to the season. I just felt he froze a little bit yesterday. Mm. And, and that's perfectly understandable. Listen, he's at a massive club. The atmosphere would have been, you know, out of the scale. Um, but I, I wasn't surprised to see Maeda came on. Um, you know, they probably want to press a little bit higher as well. He adds that energy. Yep. Um, and like you said, he also got the chance. So I, I wasn't surprised. It's probably a tactical thing. And you know, listen, hmm. who are we to argue with Ange anyway? Exactly. <laughs> Do you know what? It's been an interesting time though for that debate be- between those two because it's probably the one that if you were to you know pick a do or die game tomorrow for Celtic, there maybe is only that one yeah. one position and up I, for I, grabs. And I think, what, covering a lot of the games, Gordon, I think, Again, who are we to correct Ange? Mm. But I, th- I think it's been the right decision. He's, he's been proved right. Abada mm. came off the bench a couple of times. I think he scored a goal. He was on form. And he, he won the jersey off Maeda, who I think started the season with it. Now mm. I'm looking at another guy, Haksabanovic, who came on yeah. last night. I think there's going to be real uh, competition in those areas up front because obviously Jota can play both sides as well. I think what's probably frustrating for... Abada, maybe Ange Postacoglu, maybe the Celtic fans, Marvin from last night, is out of the two. Abada is supposed to be the one with the killer instinct and this the the more quality. I'm not saying Maida doesn't have it, mm-hmm. but clearly his absolute strength is his work rate, his, his pressing, his pace. Um, and the numbers tell you that Abada is the more clinical one. So when Abada then puts in a, a far below clinical first half... It, you know, it swings back the other way. Yeah, maybe Andrew looked at it and thought, you know, exactly what you're saying there. Maybe his confidence taking a, a bit of a dip and a bit of a dent from, you know, missing those chances. And he's probably put his arm around him and say, listen, if it was a tactical change, don't worry about that. There'll be more occasions like this. He's 20 years of age. He's mm-hmm. a kid. He's an absolute kid playing in the Champions League. Maeda goes on, you know, as I said, he'll add his little bit to it, a little bit more experience. So, listen, these things happen in football. There's no doubt about it. And Abad will be back out there scoring goals in no time at Celtic Park. Joe, how do you feel overall? I mean, how much pride do you take in the performance? How much pride can you take when it ends in a 3-0 defeat? As you say, God, it's still a 3-0 defeat at the end of the day, but I think you've got to look at the opposition. Um, thinking about the Celtic last year, that could end up at 5 or 6. Um, no, no, I think I think going forward, you know, that, that, that Andrew's obviously got his plans, and but I think you can't play that sort of way for 90 minutes. That's just my opinion. I don't think... You know, these guys can run about like heedless chickens for 90 minutes. And that's only my point, what I'm trying to say. You know, they've done it on Saturday against the Rangers and then they went in against Real Madrid. It's not if they're playing, you know, Dundee or Wraith Rovers or something like that. It's Real Madrid. And asking these guys to do it for 90 minutes is a massive, massive ask. Yeah, I mean, listening to Gordon DL on here, you'd think Wraith Rovers were Real Madrid in the <laughs> 90s, but that, that's a different story altogether. Marvin, at Livingston, just out of curiosity, mm-hmm. How much emphasis do you guys look at the total distance covered by a team? Yeah, we do. Um, by our own team and by the opposition. Um, it's, it's normally hard to find about the opposition stats if I'm being totally honest with you. 
But everyone knows how hard Celtic mm. work. And as Joe said there, you know, the first 60 minutes are absolutely vital. Mm. They do put a lot of energy into it. And one thing, Joe, you know, if you get one or two goals ahead, like yesterday, they, they, then they stop pressing. Then well, they're behind the ball. And it's well, that's what I was going to say, because I feel like the emphasis on that stat has been used quite a lot in the English Premier League this mm-hmm. season. And it tends to follow that the team that does the most running is the team that wins the game. Yeah. However, oh, oh Ajax 4, Rangers nil, And I think it's at Bergwijn. Somebody's yeah, got is, injured yeah. in the process. It yeah. might be he's, he's got cramp, cramp. Uh, in scoring he ran the goal. too much. Um, yeah, total distance covered. <laughs> I was going to make a brilliant point about that as well, and now it's gone. <laughs> Typical. Um, we're going to need to look at that again. It didn't look like a classic a short, from a Rangers I perspective. Think it's a short bypass. The fact that the camera's on Ryan Jack. Ryan Jack. It might be him. Is a little bit short. And Bergwijn's came in and capitalised. Walked past John McLaughlin. He wants some about a cramp. He's he's milking that. Um, right. What we we'll see again. So it comes back Just in. Yeah. Uh, to Ryan Jack He's actually aimed oh, yeah. for Conor Golson Missed Oh that's a disaster from Rangers It's a disastrous goal Marvin I know And like I said in the second half They look so much more solid But I mean You know Ryan Jack's obviously Tried to play it to Golson He's put Put him clean through on goal McLaughlin again No chance He tries to come out And narrow the angle Gets rounded And is put into the back of the net From the edge of the area But I mean You can't make it up When it rains it pours Doesn't it Bergwijn ran onto that Like he had cramp already I don't know if you noticed He was doing a sort of tin man mm. As he goes round I think he knew he was coming off. There's three shots on the side, isn't there? He's still down. Um, oh, again. So now we're at what? How how long's left? I think it's twelve minutes. Four 0 down. How important is the next ten minutes? I like. I know. I know that sounds stupid because ten to go. It's got the potential. Then you can see the one or two more, and it's a proper. I don't know. Is it done anyway? Does it make yeah, any difference? No. Listen, it's done. It was. It was no, done I, know, I know it's done. I'm not going. Yeah. I won't name the, yeah, the high profile. All oh, right, you've yeah. done it for me. I'm not asking if the tie's over, believe me. But um, I mean, Rangers fans are leaving. They're disappointed, aren't they? You know, they are disappointed. There's still a lot of fans, obviously, staying in there. But rightly so. As I said, you know, the game on Saturday and then today's game, you know, it's two four nils, and there's still yeah. nine ten minutes to go in this one. Yeah, ten minutes to go. Producer Callum, just a quick one for the Rangers fans that are leaving and looking for somewhere in Amsterdam to, to, to cheer them up. Any recommendations? Actually well, I can't say that on air. It's a family show. Well, it's a nightclub. He's saying it's just a nightclub. Oh, okay. <laughs> you it's think I'm leaving that? You are dreaming. Thank you very much uh, to Joe. Keep the calls coming in. We'll take more of them next. The old firm with the elite of Europe. Rangers at Ajax. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Five minutes of the 90 to go Rangers fans I suspect you would take the full time whistle now Because it's 4-0 to Ajax And not getting any better for your team Let's bring in John and Gartkosh We will go live to the stadium very soon And get the reaction But let's go to John and Gartkosh How are you feeling at the moment John? Uh, just uh, gutted uh, Obviously but not that shocked Because when I saw the team line up It was more or less the same as Saturday I thought well, it's uh going to be the same outcome and so far it's been a carbon copy of that game Yeah Are, are there similarities Marvin? <laughs> Not for me Listen it's a difficult difficult first half and listen it's the same score um, you know obviously John watched watch Rangers a lot more closely than I do um, but I, I felt for 25-30 minutes of this half they actually did okay 
that goal was just a real sucker punch for them because I don't think I think it came kind of against the runner play in terms of they weren't defending that frantically at the time and Ryan Jack's obviously you know misplaced pass so listen if John's saying it's similar then I'm gonna have to agree with him I suppose just a bad few days though Simon that and that's the sort of um, snowball nature of football if these results are a couple of months apart they're not acceptable but when you add them together in the space of a few days it just makes everything so much worse yeah I was just saying to Marvin the break there a week in politics but a week in Scottish football yep. you know two bad results here for, for Rangers and then they find themselves going to Petodre at the weekend and they're under a hell of a lot of pressure now um, I mean John oh, hold on John McLaughlin just makes another save John what would you have done what would you have changed from the weekend because I know it was Fairly disastrous, but this is also quite close. To, or sorry, the starting eleven was quite close to the team that got Rangers to the group stages. What would you have changed tonight? Well, I think you've got to make changes. I mean, it's not just about punishing players. I'd have made six or seven changes. I would have put Alan McGregor in. I would have, although saying that, obviously Ryan Jack gave away a goal, but they put him back in for the start. Uh, I mean, they've got two players sitting on the bench: uh, Davis and uh, Yelmaz, who cost ten million pounds. Defenders, basically. Firstly, I think you've got to give players a chance. If uh, the players that have been in the team on Saturday have completely got to do you've got to give other players a chance. And also, it's a confidence thing as well, because these guys that played on Saturday, their confidence is absolutely rock bottom. I think that's came through tonight as well, that uh, Ajax got that first goal and they've just uh, slaughtered them. Uh, basically, I just think that uh, after the result of that, you've always got to make several changes. What do you make of that, Marvin? Because... That, to be fair to John, that's putting away that I, that I wasn't thinking earlier because most people, when you talk about changes, do associate it with punishing players, basically, mm-hmm. and holding them accountable. But but what if some of these guys are not in a great place because of what happened at the weekend? Should you, should they have changed more? Uh, they have to be. Listen, they're not going to be in a great place because they lost the game, but there's no way you can start feeling sorry for yourself. You know, you're playing for, for Rangers Football Club. You know, yes, you've lost the game, but you have to go out and react. So the more, most important thing, if I was a player, would be like, I'm going to go out there and react in the right way and put a performance in because I understand that Saturday wasn't acceptable. I get what John's saying in terms of making the change. I don't think Davis is, is fit. I don't think he, he's ready to play. I think, you know, I think they maybe rushed him back a mm. little bit too quickly before because he wasn't even on the bench against Celtic, was he? He's now back on the bench again yeah. tonight. So I think he's an expensive player. Yilmaz, I don't know why he's not playing. You know, maybe we'll see him coming after this if, he, if he's fit and raring to go. But I think the Davis one... He might be just slightly off it, John, at the, this moment in time. That's results like this bring all that stuff into focus, don't they? Because to be fair, tonight none of those goals have been John McLaughlin's fault, and I don't think Borna Barisic has been any worse than anybody else. Mm-hmm. But again, now people say, "Well, hold on, this is all fine when we're winning." But where is Yilmaz? We spent a lot of money on him, and he's been here. What's up with this guy? And the goalkeeping situation. But you know what's happening there? Bad results breed that inquest. Most definitely, because if you're winning games of football, nobody. You know, really worries about who's on the bench and who's not playing. But as John said, there, you know, we lost on Saturday. We're losing again today, four <clears> 0 And he wants to see changes, and, and rightly so. You know, he wants to see the changes for the right reasons. As he said, I'm not into punishing players, but we need mm. maybe some fresh energy and some fresh minds out there. Um, but it's just if they're fit enough to contribute to the level that they need to in Champions League. John, sometimes it happens. The manager will come out after the game and tell us all that James Tavernier was injured, and then this discussion gets put in the bin but for now let's assume he wasn't he didn't look injured what did you make of that decision to take him off at half time well again I think it's a bad decision uh, similar to a couple of weeks ago with Morelos who again I would have started to make but basically these have been Rangers best players for five six years uh, and basically uh, if you're making them scapegoats I just think it's wrong I think it backfires the dressing room I don't know 
what's going on. It reminds me when Paul Le Guin uh, got rid of Barry Ferguson, uh, and I think uh, that lasted one match before he got sacked. And uh, although you could say Van Bronck has got them into Champions League, but you could also say it's actually Stevens Gerrard's squad that he's slowly dismantling and making them worse. So I think uh, I think basically if they get another bad result on Saturday, I think he will be gone. Wow. Um, I don't know about that stage, Simon. Aberdeen becomes absolutely massive. I mean, it would it have does. been anyway, but my goodness. It does, but again, I'm listening to, is it John there, just talking about dismantling Stevie Gerrard's team. Last year we had Rangers fans on here saying how we'd improved, how, how he was changing games within games on that European run. I don't know why the, the, the new guys aren't getting used. Obviously he's working with these guys day in, day out. See, he knows more than us. Mm-hmm. Maybe he doesn't feel they're ready. Which is, a, which is a worry because if you're bringing in recruitment a, a team like Rangers as I touched on yep. earlier on you, you, you want to be improving the team you want to be putting pressure on the guys with the jersey Again Marvin I'd accept that maybe this is just because it's bad results so everything gets brought into focus but John's mentioned a name there we don't go long without mentioning him Alfredo Morelos no minutes again tonight I, what's Antonio Cholak I mean even so even the game was done at half time yeah. so why not actually use it to give him minutes well, that does surprise me that he, he's not been brought on. Obviously, you know, Gio said he's came back with a bit between his teeth. He's trained extremely well after being left out of the squad and him having a word with him. And it does surprise me that he's not been brought on today. But again, we don't know, you know, what, what's happened in training. Is, is he carrying a niggle? Was he only on a bench if it was nil-nil there, one-nil down? Is it not worth risking him today? There's all these other things that might go into it. But if he's, you know, able to play and he's not been brought on a pitch, then I, I don't really understand yeah. that. And obviously, only Gio can really answer that question. Because he... Look, see, in any game, really, Simon, your attacking players are the ones that get changed, don't they? It just, yeah. it just happens. You, you, yeah. you switch out your centre forward, you switch out your winger. What, what is the point in Antonio Cholak? I, I'm not sure how many times he's touched the ball. I, I wouldn't imagine it's many. No, I th- only Gio can answer that. Uh, I mean, John's t- talking about Morel has been one of their best players, but he's not been fit of late. That's that's his problem. He's not been in shape to to perform. There's no doubt the guy can score goals and be a right handful at the top of the, the pitch for oh. Rangers. Here's a chance. Oh. Hit the post. Uh, yeah, Rangers coming close to adding a consolation through Ryan Kent. Did it get to the post? Was it? Yeah, yeah it took a deflection yeah, onto the post. The post. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it kind of sums up Rangers' night. Although they've not attacked anywhere near often enough, but it was a rare lapse from Ajax. Yeah, just he tried does to well. cut back inside. And, uh, off the head yeah, and off yeah. the outside of the post so corner for Rangers in the, the closing stages just maybe uh, the chance to add something to the score I don't think it will make Rangers fans feel much better uh, Ajax head that back out for another corner so a late uh, bit of pressure from Rangers Giovanni Van Bronckhurst looks down to say the least him and his coaching staff sitting on the bench it'd be wondering. interesting the talk that they have after this game by the way because like you said, you know, after the Celtic game, they're going to try and be really positive leading into this one, and then they've lost four 0 again and got a massive game on Saturday against Aberdeen. It'd be really interesting to see, you know, what is said after this game and what, you know, Joe, if he lets the players know what he thinks. I don't know if he does that on a weekly basis yeah. or not, but to be a fly on the wall in there would be very interesting. Certainly, his interviews don't ever change much. Those mm-hmm. the same sort of tone, same sort of mood, same sort of level. So very keen to hear. Uh, That's a good manager, though, isn't it, Gordon? For me, I think a good manager yeah. coming Depends, out. Depends, not- though. It does, but doesn't it? Because the fans, I think, are getting. To the stage where they, they want they want to see him slaughter someone or they, or they want to yeah. see something outspoken. I, I get that, and you know fans won't like me for saying this, but as a manager, first and foremost, it's about what's happening in the dressing room. 
Super Scoreboard European Football Updates with Moyer and Sweeney litigation. The top team for your defence. It's all over in Amsterdam, Andrew McLean. Ajax 4, Rangers nil. the full-time score here in Amsterdam and there will be real concerns for Rangers, a second consecutive 4-0 defeat in a matter of days and a really poor performance as well. Ajax looked a much better side from very early on and despite Yuri and Timber missing a wide open header from a corner in the opening stages, they scored through that route for their opener. It was Edson Alvarez this time who was completely unmarked, six yards out, he found the bottom corner and made it 1-0 to Ajax. They continued to press. They had a couple more chances before they made it two, just after the half-hour mark. Rangers cut open. Steven Berkhouse was found in a good position in the box. He went for the far corner. It deflected off James Sands and rolled past John McLaughlin. And then they scored the third almost immediately. Tavernier and Colton couldn't stop Mohamed Kudus from driving into the box, but it still took a wonderful strike in off the post for 3-0 it actually could have been more before the break that forced Giovanni Van Bronckhorst into three changes one of those Captain James Tavernier taken off for youngster Leon King Ryan Jack and Robbie Matondo also brought on Rangers moving to a back five as well they looked a bit more solid at times as a result of the changes earlier in the half anyway but they're still allowing Ajax to create chances John McLaughlin forced into a good few saves Rangers thought they had one back with 20 minutes to go Borna Barisic scoring a wonderful curling right-footed strike but VAR had a look at it Ryan Kent was offside in the build-up and that one was ruled out it was a poor pass for Celtic's fourth on Saturday and it was the same again tonight for Ajax's fourth this time Ryan Jack almost playing a perfect through ball for Stephen Bergvine he rounded John McLaughlin and tapped into an empty net for 4-0 Ryan Kent had a deflected shot that hit the post late on but a really worrying week for Rangers and a terrible start to their Champions League campaign the full time score here in Amsterdam Ajax 4 Rangers 0 incredible uh, evening Andrew uh, how did it feel inside that stadium it seemed like exhibition stuff for Ajax at times I know the Rangers fans were far away from you so maybe tough to get a real feeling on how they you know, were taking it but from an eyewitness perspective just elaborate on, on what it was like Yeah well the Rangers fans voted with their feet a lot of them left pretty early on as soon as that fourth goal went in I've covered a lot of Celtic and Rangers European games away from home the fans tend to stay till the very very end no matter what the score is but the Rangers fans over in the left corner they'd had enough even a few rows in front of me I don't know whether this is normal protocol but the Rangers youth team who were over here to play Ajax's youth team them and their staff left with about five minutes to go as well and as you say it was exhibition stuff from Ajax who looked as if they didn't really need to you know, ramp up the gears in the second half they were more than happy with the way the game was going they were passing around Rangers and they knew because Rangers had gone into damage limitation mode they'd moved to that back five that they weren't really going to be troubled at the other end at all there was Ryan Kent hitting the post at the very end with, from a deflected shot but it was so so easy for Ajax today and, and take nothing away from them they looked at a very good side but Rangers did make it easy for them to play through them A sobering night Rangers fans where did that go wrong? And how do you feel overall? That's an 8-0 aggregate score over a couple of days. Now is the time to share your thoughts. 01419511025. Where is it going wrong? We're here for you and we'll try and answer some of the questions next. The Old Firm. With the elite of Europe. Rangers at Ajax. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We just heard from Andrew McLean live from Amsterdam. It was not a good night, Rangers fans. 
you know, it was, it was good to be there and, and hear the, the eyewitness accounts. So, by the way, thanks again to Moira and Sweeney Litigation. They're our sponsors of European football coverage. And maybe something to cheer you up, Rangers fans, are giving you the chance to win a 60-inch Samsung 4K Ultra HD TV. Uh, you can head online to Clyde1.com to find out more about them. You know, it's all about high-quality representation for everyone. You can trust them, really, from the smallest to the biggest of legal matters. But they're also giving you the chance to win that TV. So head to Clyde1.com. And once again, thanks to Moira and Sweeney uh, Litigation. Stephen is in Coat Bridge. We've heard some strong words getting thrown about, Stephen, to describe that Rangers performance. You cannot swear on live radio, but how would you describe it? Utter dross. That's the only way I can put it, guys. I watched the first half, and I'm not going to lie. Ease, I walked out and done overtime. I'm out doing overtime. I didn't even watch the second half. That's how bad it was. Well, it didn't get much better. You conceded another one. Uh, uh, I don't know. How do you sum it all up, Stephen? Where, where is this team at the moment? It's as if they've took a giant leap backwards. I can't believe eight weeks ago I went to see them in Seville. Honestly, I, I can't believe the giant leap backwards that they've took where they are now. They're miles behind it. I can't believe that Tillman gets on that part. He's so lazy, sluggish, doesn't he do anything, falls over the ball, doesn't he release the ball. He's such a frustrating player to watch. He's just, he's not there for me. I thought Lundstrom was off tonight. Most of them are there off tonight, but my God, Tillman, you are miles out it. Rangers are miles out it. And I, I just, I, I don't know what's going wrong in there. They're just, it's, they're miles away from it. Malik Tillman, in the space of four days, has gone from a fan's favourite to someone that Stephen and others want out the team. Now, it's easy for us to scoff at that mm. and say you don't become a bad player overnight. But that is the importance of this type of fixture. You go in against your big rivals and don't perform and then put a performance like that. He, he, look, he's a young player. That, 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 that can, can it have lasting effects. Yeah, it, it can do, but I don't think it will. You know, he's a player that plays obviously a massive, massive football club, and he's came on loan to Rangers, another massive club. Um, in, in defence of him, you know, as I said earlier on the show, against Celtic, he's played out of position. True. You know, against a team that's flying that we, you know, we saw last night for sixty minutes or whatever it was, stick with Real Madrid, the best team in the world. And then today it was tough, you know, because a number ten, you're relying on on people getting the ball into you, getting good service, like a striker is, and they just couldn't get him the ball, you know, which made it extremely difficult for him. And almost obsolete in there because, you know, he's not getting any service, so he can't create anything. Um, he'll be back, there's no doubt about it. I was surprised, as I said earlier as well, that Gio went with someone in the number 10 position. But he's not, he's not a bad player. Listen, he played against us at the start of the season. I've seen him play in other games for, for Rangers, and he's definitely a quality player. But when you do lose games of football, especially like they have in the last two, then there's always going to be players that, you know, the fans come after. And, you know, uh, Stephen obviously thinks it's justified as well. So, you know, I can't argue with that. Stephen... What's this done to your overall sort of belief in the, in the team? Are you, are you proper worried about where this goes or is this just a bad few days that can be recovered? It's definitely a bad few days. They've still got the players there. They've got players there that can turn a game they have, but it's as if their heads massively dropped. I don't know what's been on maybe in the space of the past week. It's just even... And I'm not, I'm not going to lie here. I'm not going to look through blue goggles. I don't think they've really had a good start to the season at all. I don't think they've played good football to, to, compared to last season. They played excellent. They, they were outstanding through Europe. Some of the teams have put out, it's just second to run the way they played. But 
it's, it's mind-boggling what they've done this season. I don't know where they're going wrong, what they're doing on. And it's great getting to the Champions League. Don't get me wrong, they've produced the goods to get there. But I, I, I'm no line here. Their performances haven't been good enough over overall the start of this season. And I think all fans will find it probably the same. That's that's the way I think it is. Sometimes these results bring other things into sharper focus, Simon. Because see, when you beat Livingston, sorry, Marvin. <laughs> You think, I don't know what, well, it's a tough place to go and won three points, fine. Um, but I think, and I think then Livy, Livy, usually there's chance yeah, that day. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, Easter Road, it all became about the injustice of, of John Lundstrom's red card. But now that you now that Rangers fans have seen Celtic and they've seen Ajax, they're now looking back and saying, actually, this is kind of, not that this has been on the cards as such, but have we actually played well this season? Or how many times? Not enough for Stephen and his fellow fans. Yeah, listen, Stephen's probably seen more of Rangers than I have, but the two important ones for them so far were the, the qualifiers to get into this stage. And, and they came through them. PSV, True. Yeah, yeah. Not, an e- not an easy one. But I, I keep going back to, I'd like to get Stephen's point on it. The likes of Bassi and Aribo loss and Morelos not being fit, three of Rangers' best players over the last period. Arebo was arguably for the first half of last season head and shoulders above anything Rangers had. Bassey had a great second half of the season. Morelos has scored goals, but he's not fit. I don't think these guys have been replaced with the, with the guys that have come in yet. I might be wrong. I heard good things about the boy Matondo pre-season. haven't seen much. The lad Tillman scored a couple of goals. Uh, one in Europe, the header. Again, played out of position against Celtic. But I don't see this team at the moment being as strong as what they were last season. That fair, Stephen? Oh, I totally agree. There's nobody nobody replaced Aribo and Barsi. There's They just didn't. I, I was expecting big things for Lawrence. Um, we've seen flashes of it from him. But anybody else, they, they've not done it for me, definitely. They haven't replaced those two guys. And they're probably the most two, two most important players last year. And there's there's nobody, nobody got it at all. Uh, no no one whatsoever thing is Marvin You can always qualify certain things Tom Lawrence has looked good And he's he's not been available And yeah Morelos will get fitter And players will come back from injury Rangers are in such a delicate place right now That the fans are worried that it, it almost gets away from them by then I'm not saying the league it can ever be over in September mm. But can you imagine the reaction on this phone If Aberdeen gets something on Saturday? No, listen, and I totally understand it. And, you know, you've mentioned, you know, a couple of players, like Simon said, have left, and you said a couple of players who've injured or, you know, not not currently fit. But this is Rangers Football Club are in the Champions League. You should have a squad of players. Because if they look across the city, and this is the thing that will frustrate Rangers fans, and Celtic missed one or two players, they've got players on the bench who can come on and replace them. And Rangers at this moment in time, for everyone to see, don't seem to have that. Mm. And, you know, it's this age-old question. The window's closed now, so they have to get it right. That's where Celtic, I think, Celtic obviously went out and got Jota and Carter mm-hmm. Vickers tied up because they know what they, they guys can do on the back of last season. The boy, Haksabanovic, comes yeah. in. I'm not going to try and pronounce, but it's the Danish boy that came in. Abelsgaard. Abelsgaard. There's another one that's just been brought in there, a defensive mm-hmm. midfielder who plays for Denmark. They, they keep strengthening. And towards mm-hmm. the end of the window, there was nothing for Rangers. Because there will be loads of examples you could go through different parts of the Rangers team but I'm getting tweets in here Marvin angry at, at Ryan Kent's performance but Ryan Kent is going to play every single game for Rangers and still until such time as you've got anybody at all that you think can come in and do a better job so that, that's a 
that's a double-edged problem. Yeah, listen, there's going to be frustration aimed at so many players and, and the team in general. But like you said, Ryan Kent has to play every single minute at this mm. moment in time for Rangers because there's no one even close to being able to replace him, to even give him a break, you know. But, you, and how far off is he, though, from peak Ryan Kent? But he's not going to be able to peak week in, week out. That's just football. Well, I'm not just talking about this week, though. I mean yeah, this yeah. season. Yeah, no, listen, he has struggled. He has struggled, there's no doubt about it. But there, there is a player in there and they rely so heavily upon him. Whereas I said, you know, you look at Celtic, they don't rely just on one player. And that's a difficulty for Kent at this moment in time. But, you know, as I said, they've got a massive game on Saturday. They can't feel sorry for themselves. They need to lick their wounds and they need to get something. And they need to get, well, not something, they need to get three points on Saturday. Uh, okay, thank you, Stephen. I know it's been a tough night, so enjoy the rest of it. If you can, let's bring in Colin, who's a Rangers fan, St George's Cross. Sum up your feelings, Colin. Oh, it's a good one there, Gordon, isn't it? Uh just another night embarrassment isn't it um, for me the problem's deeper than this at the moment um, it's obviously Gio's lost the dressing room uh, if you want to strip it right back he lost his a title last year he's lost his a European final we've had a couple of doings at Parkhead putting it mildly is he the right man? Can you hold losing the final against them in that way you know, without acknowledging that he's the man that got you there? Things are starting to add up, Gordon. When, when does it stop? You know what I mean? I mean, you look at Thomas Tuchel today, European Champions, Super Cup, add whatever other cup it was. Thanks very much. There's your pre 45. That doesn't mean that's right, though, does it, Marvin? I mean, most people are looking at that as a bit of a basket case scenario. Yeah. No, I, you listen, I know there's a lot of emotions flying around at this moment in time, as I said, because of the last four or five days. Geo for me is, is still the right man um, you know and listen as I said it's two games you know you could be looking in four, five, six weeks time and it looks totally different um, how many times have we been there in football I don't think you know sacking the manager even speaking about it, it makes me feel kind of funny about it because I don't think any manager should be under pressure after six games especially after taking them to the final last season I'm not expecting either of you to right now on 7th of September say yeah Colin's right he's lost the dressing room because it's one of those phrases that just gets thrown out there and it's pretty hard to to prove or, or to you know to really get a handle on can we at least acknowledge that there are you know certain big things that are happening that could potentially be difficult so you've got the goalkeeping situation mm-hmm. you wonder what Alan McGregor's thinking because it looks like he thought he was going to be number one for this season. Took his captain off at half. James Tavernier plays always for Rangers. Yeah. He got taken off at half time tonight. But that, that's something we spoke about earlier. So about managers coming out and you know fans wanting to see a reaction from the manager in interviews. Maybe he's given the reaction there to say that there's no player that's bigger than this football club and everyone has to perform to stay on the pitch. And for me, it was a massive shock. You know, like you said, taking your captain off is a huge statement. But not only to the fans and everyone else watching but it's the rest of the players in that dressing room. Because normally a captain is the last one to be taken off, the last one to be taken out. And if they're looking across and seeing, well, hang on a minute, James Tavern has been taken off, that could be me next week. And maybe that's what he's hoping for, a reaction by going through Tavern and trying to get a reaction out of the rest of the players also. It'll be interesting to hear Gio's, when he's questioned about that, yeah. you know, whether Tavernier's picked up an injury. He made a big statement the other week uh, with Morelos as well, that nobody's bigger than the club. Uh, obviously the, the olive branch has been handed out to him and he's, he's hopefully reacted in a positive manner but nature of the beast he's un- they're under pressure yeah. they're under pressure 2-4-0 yeah. in the one week and the way to Pitodri at the weekend see when you ask someone is the manager under pressure that automatically you think I'm asking you know should he be sacked so I'm not I, I know you I know you don't feel yeah. that way so 
Try and quantify how much pressure he's under because he must be under some. Oh, most definitely. You know, probably internally as well because he's a perfectionist. But most definitely, this is this is not acceptable to lose two games in a row, no matter who you're playing against when you're at Rangers, isn't acceptable, especially when one of them is against your arch rivals. He, he is under pressure. There's no doubt about it. You know, I'll be standing here lying if I said that he wasn't, but I just don't think that pressure is mm. nearly enough for him to get the sack. How important is this weekend against Aberdeen, Colin? Sorry, before I go on to that, Gordon, sure. can we just, just go back to taking their captain off? Mm-hmm. We must have had a wee look to his bench and go, oh, we didn't buy a right back, so we've only got one. Yeah, yeah. again, mm-hmm. it brings everything into focus, doesn't it? Everything comes into focus when you're not winning games. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're making, how, how can, how you're can Rangers, big decisions a club of that size, you know, how not can, have how can you not back? have a, any other right back? In the Champions League as well, it, it can't happen. It shouldn't happen. You know, uh, Leon King, listen, by everyone who speaks about it, is a fantastic player, fantastic centre-half, but there's no way that you should be in the Champions League and not have mm. at least two players for each position. Colin, here's a role you never thought you would play, right? At the end of big nights on Super Scoreboard, Hugh Evans usually sums it all up. You're going to be the last caller. I wonder if you could sum, sum up how it feels... What's going on at your team at the moment? Regress rather than progress. Brilliant. The great man will be listening in Rome, and that's better than he could come up with. I just see when someone called it dross earlier on. Is that a word? You're, is that a familiar? No, word? But I kind of understood what it meant. The first of, time you've heard it. Yeah. Ah, brilliant. Good. Just means rubbish. Sort of. Really good. Had just, a few fans shout at me a couple of times, <laughs> but now I understand. Uh, glad that we can educate you. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Colin. Uh, that will be it for tonight. It has been. Quite the night. How would you sum it up, Marvin? A very, very difficult night for for Rangers, no doubt about it. Um, and one where they were looking for a reaction and they didn't. They got an adverse reaction. End up losing the game four 0 Now Saturday becomes absolutely massive for them um, because they need to go there and win and win in style. And so, I mean, this was only the night after Celtic. We were we were going to spend a lot of tonight <laughs> reacting to it, and we did. But Rangers have taken over a bit. How do you look back on last night? Well, I think there's positivity there. Ultimately, Rangers and Celtic take no points on on match day one. But I think Celtic will be encouraged by the 45 minutes. Okay, that was a tough night, Rangers fans. Bit of time for you to calm down, regroup, and we'll do it all again tomorrow. So make sure you get in touch. Six o'clock on the dot, we'll be here uh, with Mark Wilson and Gordon Dale. We've got a lot to go over. So get your thinking caps on how you want to sum it up and share it tomorrow. In the meantime, let me thank Marvin and Simon. Thank you again for all your calls. And just remind you that Meg McHugh is up next, so stay right there.